7. Psalm 77, verse 1 through verse 15. Praise God. It's good to have everyone in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see old faces, new faces, faces from all over the place. It's good to, good to see. Thank God for the good weather, huh? And some marching two by two. Hurrah. Praise God. Psalm 77, verse 1. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God in my, with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. And the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remember my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be honorable, be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? That his promise fell forevermore? Have God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmities. Infirmities, excuse me. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy works and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. I want to minister to you this day from this thought. The ways of the Lord is in the sanctuary. The way of the Lord is in the sanctuary. Father, we praise you again this morning, Lord. We thank you again for your kindness, God, your grace, your long-suffering towards us, O God. Truly you are God and you are God alone. And I thank you again this glorious day, Father, for your spirit, your presence that we feel in this place. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, let us not lead the way that we came, God, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. And we will give you all the glory and honor and praise unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. The way of the Lord is in the sanctuary. The Lord told Moses in Exodus 25, 8, he says, Let the people bring me an offering that they may build me a sanctuary that I may dwell with my people. 
God desires to dwell with His people. Why did God desire us to build Him a sanctuary? Why did God want a place to meet with His people? The same reason that God robed Himself in flesh and came to this earth which was to seek and to save that which was lost and to give us instructions and to lead us to a better place. God desires a holy place that He can dwell with His people. Amen. You see, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, God loves you so much that He desires to dwell with you. He he stands at the door and He knocks, uh, hoping that you will open up and allow Him to come in and to sup with you and to talk with you uh, and to be with you and hear your cry and to hear the things that you are going through in your life. David says in Psalms 20, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee, sending thee help from the sanctuary and strengthening thee out of Zion. You see, God begins to bring this place that you and I can meet with Him and be with Him. Amen. And commune with Him and talk with Him and share with Him. When you read Psalm 77, you find that David seems to be going through so many things in his life and he seems to realize that God seems to be far away and he just can't seem to feel God in his present conditions uh, and his present circumstances. I'm sure none of you have never been there and you don't realize, amen, that what David is going through, you haven't questioned yourself. You haven't questioned where is God. You never have found this in your life. But David began to ask all kinds of questions. Uh, he says, is God gone forever? You know, when you're going through things sometimes in your life, you can begin to question God. And God, where are you? God, why aren't you on my timeline? Why do I have to be on your timeline? Why can't you get on my timeline, God? Because I need you now. I need healing now. I need strength now. I need to be this problem removed now. But then the psalmist says, ha. God's way is in the sanctuary. (laughs) You know, I can go to the house of God. I, you know, I can go there and I can learn the right way. I can learn the places, amen, and the things I need to know to be strengthened and to be renewed in my life, amen. I'll run to the house of God. I will go to the sanctuary. The writer of Hebrews 9, 1 and 2 says, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine services and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made. The first wherein was the candle stick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. It was a place, amen, that God had ordained, that God had began to set up. He had given Moses clear instructions of how God wanted this place built because he realized that it would become a holy place. It would be a place because God would not dwell where unholiness is. Amen. He wants to be in a holy place. Amen. And so everything that they 
did had to be a foreshadow of that which was to come. The candlestick, he says, was there, which represents the church. It represents the light. The table, which represents your heart. And the showbread, which represents the word of God. Also in there was an altar of incense. Because we are to come before him as a sweet smelling savor. Amen. The candlestick, amen, was the light. The word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my pathway. It illuminates. It shows me the direction that I need to go. If the word of God lightens my way, then all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished uh, unto all good works. Jesus says in John 12, 8, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. This is why Jesus desires to be close to you so that He can lighten your way. He can show you the way that you should go. Many people think they're in the right way, but that way leads to death, Solomon says. We've got to get on the right track. We've got to be led by the Spirit of God. We've got to follow the ways of God if we're going to get to the place that God wants us to be. Amen. We've got to realize that when we're going through things in our lives, we can always go to the house of God because in His presence is fullness of joy and at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. It's in the sanctuary. David says in Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life and whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumble and they fall. Their host shall encamp against me and this my heart will not fear. Their war rise against me and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion and the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me on a rock my head will be higher above mine enemies round about me therefore when I open his tabernacle the sacrifices of joy I will sing yes I will sing praises unto the Lord it's in the sanctuary it's the ways of God it is here that we learn the correct way to walk it is here how we learn how to behave it is here how we learn amen to be obedient unto the things of God praise God the candlestick the light that lightens your way it shows guidance it gives directions amen the way we should go thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway Instructions and guidance and directions. All scripture, the Bible says, is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness that the man of God should be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God wants you to have everything that you need to be successful. 
He wants you to be able to stand firm when you're going through trials, when you're going through things in your life. Not to flicker, but to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. He wants you to put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For you're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all you can do to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith where which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication and the spirit and watching thereunto for with all supplication, with all saints and for me that I may open my mouth and make known the mystery of the gospel of God. You see, there's darkness in the world, and therefore God wants to be a light so you can see clearly where you are. This world is dark. It is not your home. You are just passing through. And so the sanctuary was set up as a type and shadow of what you should go through and what you should face in your life. It shows you not only how God desires to be with you, but when you look at the sanctuary that God had built, there was three times every year that every man was to come before the Lord. And those three times of the year that they were to come was the Passover, the tabernacle in the wilderness, uh, or what was known as the, the, the Feast of the Tabernacle. And the other was Pentecost. Uh, when you look at the tabernacle and how it was laid out, uh, you had the outer court. Uh, inside of the outer court, uh, you came through the gate. Uh, and as you entered the gate, you came to the altar. And from the altar, you went to the brazen labor. It would emphasize uh, you coming out of the world. When the children of Israel came out of the world, the first thing they had to do, amen, was to do a sacrifice uh, unto the Lord. They was to take a lamb on the tenth day. They was to keep it until the fourteenth day, which was the day of atonement. Uh, and they was to take the blood. And they was to place the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. Amen. And they was to wash themselves and get ready to exit. Uh, the Pentecost, I mean, the Passover, the Feast of Passover is the exit. It is the coming out. Uh, that's why in the tabernacle, when you look at it, you had the brazen altar. Then you had the brazen lever. And then you came into what was known as the sanctuary. And in the sanctuary, this symbolizes the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacle represents uh, the God's provision in the wilderness. Uh, God lighted the way. He was the light of the cloud by day. He was the pillar of fire by night to lead their way. The showbread represents the manna that God provided for them. The meat that He provided. And He gave Moses the law, which was the table. Amen. And as a result, He wrote on the law. Amen. Of that time, so they would have instructions. Stay with me. This represents the Feast of the Tabernacle. And then the third place, uh, which was known as the Holies of Holies, or the Holies of All, which was where the ark represents, this represents the Feast of Pentecost. Stay with me. Amen. So, you go through these these days, you got to come before the Lord. You can't jump to Pentecost. Amen. 
without going through the Passover and the Feast of Tabernacle. It is the provision. Amen. The sanctuary. God's way. <laughs> Excuse me. It is here that you learn the right way. Notice three items that is mentioned. The candlestick, the table, and the showbread. As I said, the candlestick lights the way. The word lights the way. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. John says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have no sin, we make him a lie. And the word is not truth, is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. So the light, amen, begins to turn on. This is why the substance also goes on and say, amen, that when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. When I'm around those that are in the world that's not in the church, God is still going to be a light to me. Amen. He's going to show me thy way. He goes on in Psalms 139.11. He says, If I say that surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be a light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. There is no darkness in God. And so, therefore, when we come to the sanctuary, amen, we're coming to get rid of darkness uh, so that we can walk in that marvelous light. Uh, amen. Peter says, uh, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy people. You are a peculiar people. Excuse me, holy nation. Peculiar people that you should show forth the praises uh, of him which has called you out of darkness uh, unto his marvelous light. And now we are to walk in that light and not fulfill the lust of our flesh. Amen. God wants you to be able to see clearly what you're doing and where you're going. Amen. You're going to a better place and He's going before you to light the way. Don't lean to your own understanding because the way that you might think you're on could be the ways of death. So the light, and then you had the table. The table, as I said, represents your heart. Amen. God wrote on tables of stone the law. Amen. But then Jesus says, I will take that old stony heart and I'll give you a heart of flesh that everybody will know me. I will write my word upon your heart so that you will know me. Amen. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, the statutes of the 
Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them are your servants worn, and in keeping of them is a great reward. You've got something waiting for you, but you've got to keep the Word of God. And that's why you go to the sanctuary, so you can learn what is in the Word of God. Because God wants to put it on your heart. He wants to write it in your mind, so that everyone would know Him from the youngest all the way to the oldest. He's not about you suffering. The Bible says you know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants you to turn around, and you learn that way in the sanctuary. And then he had the bread. It was in stacks of six. Why stacks? Why did he stack it? I'll tell you why he stacked it. Because precepts must be upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little, and with stammering lips in another tongue, will I speak unto my people. Wherefore he said, This is the rest, which shall call the weary the rest, and this is the refreshing. Amen. God wants you to have the bread of life. He wants you to live and not die. I have no pleasure in you dying, God says. I created you to live. I am come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. So it is in the sanctuary, and the sanctuary represents the tabernacle in the wilderness. The children of Israel began to cry out to Moses, and they said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? And I will tell them, as I tell everyone else, Be still and see the salvation of God. There's nothing too hard for God. God speaks, and it happens. He can provide a table in the sanctuary. He can provide for you. He can take care of you because He loves you. Praise God. The tabernacle. The showbread. Amen. The tabernacle in the wilderness. The feast of tabernacles. The feast of Passover. And then you had... See, the sad thing is people wants to jump to Pentecost without going through the other two feasts. It'll never work. It will never work. I get people all the time says, I don't want to be Pentecostal. Well... Guess what? You ain't going to make it. Because the fact of the matter is, that's the third feast. And everyone had to fulfill all three feasts. You see, when you get to Pentecost, you know what Pentecost means? Holiness, separation. Because it represents coming into the holies of all. Amen. It represents coming into the promised land. When you look at scripture, before they could ever pass into the promised land, amen, they had to wash. They had to be clean before they could ever cross into the promised land. 
Amen. And that means total separation. That's what Pentecost means. It's totally separation. To sell out to God. You have made up your mind. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm going to live for God with everything that I am. Amen. All that I am and ever hope to be, I will owe it all to Him. Amen. Because you have learned in the sanctuary the value and importance of the things of God. And so when you come to God, amen, you are coming before Him to say, God, I want to live for you. I want to give my life for you. I want to separate uh, to you. This is why the Lord told Moses uh, to tell them, be ye holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Holiness is nothing but separation. Amen. You are coming totally apart uh, to serve God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God, uh, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, uh, which is your reasonable service, uh, and be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, that you may prove what is that good uh, and acceptable and perfect uh, will of God. Amen. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to be separated uh, unto Him. He wants to be able to use you for His glory. You see, all directions uh, flows from the altar. From the time you enter the gate, uh, the first thing you will find uh, was the altar. It was here that sacrifices was made. It was here that death took place. Anytime you go to the altar, when you leave, uh, when you stand up, uh, you've got a choice to make. Uh, am I going all the way to the holies of holies, or am I going to turn around and go back to the world? But I'm here to tell you, if you ever get up from the altar and you decide to go back to the world, you'll never make it into the promised land. The children of Israel, amen, they saw the provisions. They saw the things that God had done for them. And they got right on the doorstep of the promised land. And they say, we be not able. We're going back. And every one of them that was at that point, 20 years and older, died the next 40 years in the wilderness and could not go in. And the writer tells us, beware lest we, through that same unbelief, miss the promised land as well. But I come to encourage you today that the ways of God is in the sanctuary. When you come into the sanctuary, you're going to get the Word of God. And you're going to have to take the Word of God. And you're going to have to become a doer of God's Word. And not just a hearer only if you're going to make it to the other side. You've got to go through these feasts. You've got to remember where you were, what God had done for you, how He's brought you out, how He's leading you, how He's carrying you to a better place. God hasn't forgot you. Amen. You might think He's forgotten you, but Isaiah put it plainly. He says in Isaiah 59, the hand of the Lord is not short, that He can't reach you. Neither is the Lord's ear deaf, that He cannot hear you. But your sin has separate you from your God that He won't hear and won't reach. Let me ask you a question. Are you filled with sin today? Is sin in your life? Do you need a cleansing from the fountain? I come to tell you today that in the sanctuary, God is there. In the sanctuary, you can find Him. You can run 
forgot about him. He will direct your path. He will guide your light. He will show you the way more perfectly clear and lead you to a better place for yourself and for others. All directions flows from the altar. And if I was you, I would go all the way to the holies of all. Because that's what he desires. And you pass through these. And when, as I said earlier, when you get to the tabernacle of Pentecost, or the feast of Pentecost, you're saying, I'm going to be holy, and I'm going to live for God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's why when you find on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says in Acts 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they was all in one accord in one place. And suddenly they came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they was all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Now dwelling at Jerusalem was Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and was confounded. And that they heard every man speaking his own language, and they was amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Are not all these which speak Galileans, and how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we was born, Perthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, and Pontus and Asia, Phygia, Pamphylia, and parts of Egypt, and Libya, about Serene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Creeks, and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. And there was amazing doubt saying, what meaneth this? Others mocking saying, these men are full of new wine. But Peter stood up with the eleven and said, men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be it not drunken as you suppose, seeing that it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the and it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, uh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, uh, and upon my servants and handmaidens uh, will I pour of that day in my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, and vapors of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, uh, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God with miracles, wonders, and signs which God did by him in the midst of you all. You yourselves also know him having been delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God. He has with wicked hands crucified and slain whom God has raised up having loosened the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of him. For David speaking concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always at my side. He's at my right hand that I shall not be moved. Therefore was my heart glad. Moreover shall my flesh find rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither would I suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt make known to me the ways of life. Thou wilt make full my joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriot David, that he is both dead and buried and his 
circles with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn to the oath unto him, that in the fruit of his loins he would raise up Christ uh, that sit on his throne. He seeing this, spake of the resurrection that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. This same Jesus, uh, whom we are all witnesses of, uh, therefore being by the right hand of God exalted and having received by the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, uh, he has shed forth this which you both now see and hear. For David is not ascended into heaven, but he himself said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand till I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus uh, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Uh, now when they heard this, uh, they was pricked in their hearts uh, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, uh, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent uh, and be baptized, uh, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word was baptized. And there was added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, breaking the bread in prayer. And fear came upon all of them. And all that believed was together and had all things common and sold their possessions good and parted to every man as every man had need. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. But it all started in the sanctuary with instructions, directions. For three and a half years, Jesus taught them. Have you not read? Have you not heard? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That's what the sanctuary is all about, is instructions and directions. Because God wants to put his word on your heart so that you know who he is. So that you can always not lean to your own understanding, but that you will always trust him and believe in him. Because he wants to take you all the way to the Holy Spirit. Of holies. He wants to take you all the way to be with him forever and ever. But it starts with coming out and heading to the holy place. Let's stay in the day. <clears throat> God's way is in the sanctuary. Praise God. Jesus says, no man can come unto the Father but by me. If you're going to get to God, you've got to go down the path. There's no other way. If you come in any other way, you're a thief and a robber. And that's why Jesus told his disciples, repentance and remission of sins must be preached in my name amongst all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things.
That's why on the day of Pentecost, they immediately start preaching about Jesus Christ and says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. In other words, get it away from you. Why are you going to keep carrying burdens and weights and all this stuff continually when God is trying to lighten your load? Peter says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cared for you. He don't want you to perish, brothers and sisters. His way is direction. His way is guidance. And he's going to show you in the sanctuary everything you need, you can learn right here. The Bible is the Word of God. It's the bread of life. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here little, there little. It's what God desires today. I'm going to open the altar today. Why don't you spend some time with the Lord this morning? Amen. So that when you go out, it don't mean you, you're bad when you come to the altar or build your own altar where you are. It just means I'm going to go forth from this point. I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to start afresh and I'm going to start anew in my life. It's the directions that God has given us. He wants us to go forth. He wants us to be what he wants us to be, what he has created us to be. Let God have his way in your life today. You don't have to leave the way you came. He loves you. He loves you. He cares for you. Amen. He wants you to be renewed. He wants you to be refreshed. Amen. He wants strong marriages. He wants strong relationships. He wants strong families. And that's all taught in the sanctuary. Amen. Someday you young people are going to want to marry. You're going to want to have a husband. You're going to want to have a wife. Amen. The instructions for all that is in the sanctuary. That's where you learn so that you... Choose the right mate so that you learn how to build a family and, and, and live according to God's word. That's what he wants. The whole thing of the sanctuary is he wants you to be complete. Because that's where he is. Is in the sanctuary. So today, let me encourage you. If you need me to pray with you, I'll pray with you. Come on down. I'll pray with you. I'll be more than happy to pray with you. Amen. And and we'll we'll let God have his way today. Amen. Praise God.
There is a sweet